Welcome to Justice Loses, the podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, name, and movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt. Matt, Matt what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, specifically, I guess there's one more day of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. So, hit us up on our Gmail. Tell us your theories for who's going to seize the Iron Throne in the end. We need to keep this Game of Thrones one short because I am already tired of talking and I don't want to talk for three hours again. All right. <laughs> JusticeLosersPod at gmail.com. Yeah, do that. Uh, Matt, what you been up to? Uh, well, I finished Volume 5 of the Alan Moore Swamp Thing run. How much uh, you got left? One I, more? Yes, so one more of that. Um, so I left off right after Swamp Thing died at the hands of people equipped with technology that Lex Luthor put together. Uh-huh. Um, Is he actually dead? Oops. Not really. Ah, oh, bummer. I mean, he's hard to kill. <laughs> and they'd stop doing the comics. He is literally the plants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just kind of a floating consciousness that can inhabit plants. Yeah. So they take a detour and do just a couple issues that don't have any Swamp Thing in them at all. It's just Abby trying to process her grief and then having to save an old friend and mm-hmm. uh, some good sort of low to the ground stuff. Okay. Which is a nice change of pace after the um, massive scale of like the the entire i guess proto justice league dark yeah plus a bunch of other people trying to fight this giant evil thing mm-hmm. um and then the very last issue in the volume is swamp thing pops up on like an alien planet because <laughs> like you know he his, his consciousness he can send it through the plants and then just create himself a body wherever uh-huh. there's plants so when he got killed he didn't really get killed but his consciousness was just kind of thrust into the void Mm-hmm. And so the first place it latches on is this alien planet. He has no idea where it is. There's no oh, shit. There's no life more advanced than like uh, butterfly type things uh-huh. and plant stuff. Oh shit! And so the entire issue is just him slowly going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only character there. He like he creates an abbey out of plants oh. and talks to her, and then builds a whole town full of people. And wow. It's what a lonely. It's fucker. insane, but it's a really good issue. How long is it? Uh, how long does the issue take place over? Um, it's not. In- it's like twenty minutes. He like creates an <laughs> abbey, gets bored, creates a city, gets bored. Uh, I don't believe it's exactly specified. Um, I think if you follow just sort of a normal logical progression, it's a few weeks. Okay. But there's some hints that it could be a few years. Damn. I guess we'll find out when he eventually turns up back on Earth. And they're all, like, super dead. Yeah. Like, the entire apocalypse has happened. It's just been like, yeah, it's been eight minutes. Like, the apocalypse happened in the eight minutes he wasn't there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. So, that's incredible. Um, I'm starting volume six. Probably not tonight, because I want to get to bed yeah. as soon as I can tonight. Yeah, what time is it? Uh, it's already after nine. Boy, it's nine o'clock. Yep, I got to get up before six. Me too. Uh, Let's see. I watched... Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine episode uh. fifteen, and have decided I'm not going to watch it anymore. It's oh, just really? not fun anymore. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. It's not even like aggressively bad. It's just just kind of bland. Ad- yeah, going back to all the stuff that we saw in season one. And I've seen a lot of the clips of it, and it just doesn't seem like as funny as it used to be. The just the whole comedic timing and rhythm of it seems off. Even yeah. just it, suddenly, there's no chemistry between anyone. It's weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Damn it, NBC. This will be this will be an interesting case study when it eventually officially dies and we can go back and dissect what happened a little bit. Yeah. But for now, I I don't need that twenty minutes of just not even looking at the screen anymore at this point. Yeah. Not worth it. Um, Bummer. 
Yep. I also watched in preparation for this episode a movie uh, Byzantium or Byzantium. What is Byzantium? It's oh, the, the like the Byzantine. Yeah, Empire. Byzantines. There we yeah. go. Got it. Yeah. It's uh not about them. It's about vampires. Boo. Yep. I like the whole like Byzantine Empire and that and the Constantinople the Constantinople. Const Constantine. Constantine was the emperor. Yeah. Boy, John Constantine fucked me on that <laughs> one. Like I was like, Constantine is that right? Like, it's like if you meet someone named Bruce Wayne and you like, yeah, my my friend Bruce, or like the person I just met is named Bruce Wayne. Am I sure? <laughs> that was definitely that. That was like, am yeah. I thinking it's Constantine? <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah I, I'm actually like interested in that kind of, that, that, his, that era. I like Renaissance. Mm-hmm. You probably... cons- the Renaissance wasn't really anywhere but like Italy and like. Italy and Central France Europe. and, um. Yeah, but it didn't get down to Turkey. No, and also Constantine was what twelve hundred years before the Renaissance. Oh yeah, but Constantinople. Like okay, the, yeah, like the city. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I'm not that up on my Istanbul history. started. It started being called Istanbul in like the 1500s, right? I thought it was if more my Assassin's Creed that. history is. Uh, I don't. I don't know. They all, have, all yeah. everything I know about history comes from music, and that all starts in 1600. First <laughs> opera, so. <laughs> No one really? cares about the music before that. That's not really true. Like, oh. there's Jeswaldo and Palestrina and Akagem and uh, all those guys from before then. Oh, okay. ah, Hildegard, Hildegard von Bingen. Bingen? Yeah. No, yeah, she's bingen. like... Or she. Well, she's probably coming up on her thousandth birthday before what too long. What an old fuck. Damn. Yeah. No, she wrote some really great music, though. Like, there you go, guys. You learned something about music. Yep. Didn't exist binging. before 1600. Not accurate, but it didn't <laughs> exist before 1600. <laughs> uh, what yep. was the first written? That was like first 900? Uh, the first music that we have written down, I think, is ancient Greek. So like 300 BC or something. Oh, okay. Because um, it was like on a pot or something. Right? Something like that. Um, I took understanding music my freshman year of college. Yeah, I think a lot of people had to. Yeah, <laughs> I took. It was uh, so funny when he was like explaining like music stuff. He's like, "Do you know what a major and minor chord is?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck, that's what this class is gonna be about." <laughs> See, I had that experience in music theory one. Yeah. When the professor's like, "All right, what's this scale?" Draws a C major scale on the board. <laughs> How do you know it's a C major scale? It's like because. I'm a musician and I'm not a complete idiot. Yeah. <laughs> whole step, whole step, half step. Whole, no, whole step, whole step. Whole step, whole step, half step. Yeah. Whole step, whole step, whole step, half step. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. Not enough music. I'm not going to complain about that stuff anymore. Uh, Byzantium. It's kind of what Twilight wishes it were, which is good because it's well done and stylized and um, does everything it can. But... I wish Twilight weren't. But it's also bad because, like, it's only the best version of Twilight. There's <laughs> <laughs> only so far you can get with that. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's got a lot of a lot of actors I like. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Circe Ronan? S-A-O. Sersha? Sersha. Sersha. Okay. Sersha Ronan. Ronan. Yeah, she's great. Um, Sour Shoes Ronan. <laughs> you know what that's from? Nope. It's from the, oh, my God. I, I think I've actually advertised this a couple of times. Go watch the 2017-2018 opening monologues 
uh, of the Film Independent Spirit Awards. Mm. It's John Mulaney and Nick, uh, Kroll. Nick Kroll. They're so fucking funny. It's mm. like they're like, uh, was it Lady Bird that she was in? Yeah. And it was like Lady Bird starring the wickedly talented Sour Shoes Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so she's funny. she's phenomenal though. She's about our age, like a year yeah. or two older, and Don't she has three Oscar me. nominations. Don't remind me. Yeah. My life is nothing yeah so <laughs> she's great in this um so she plays the the teenage vampire um caleb landry jones plays the love interest he's the guy i don't he's the brother in get out in the the creepy no. white family i mean you haven't seen the whole thing all the way through nope. right yeah he kind of low-key looks like andrew like he's got sort of shoulder length <laughs> ginger hair and <laughs> yeah okay i'm uh, picturing it well i'm picturing andrew yeah his, picturing my like roommate. the face is a little different but there's, oh, there's yeah, a, he's been on here before twice yeah 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 he's our only recurring guest yeah good for him we'll have to recur him again at some point recur him again <laughs> <laughs> that's how the verb works yep yeah cool. uh let's see uh Gemma archer archerton gemini something like that she plays um sour shoes's mom but like similar age yeah um and kind of just sort of overbearing and manipulative but as they tease bits and pieces out of the backstory you kind of start to understand what's actually going on yeah and it's it's not great there's a lot of interesting things but it's a little too excited about its own mythology and Mm -hmm almost high-mindedness yeah so um yeah you know take it or leave it yeah mostly leave you it. pretty much did your episode bit on that movie just now yep <laughs> yeah i'm gonna not talk about that one i don't care enough oh, okay all right anything else nope uh i have been well actually okay so i've been i stopped playing minecraft because i haven't had a fucking chance because i've been working i'm at 37 hours right now and i have all day tomorrow to work Wow. Because I have three projects going out at the end of this week or next week, mm-hmm. or like Monday next week, and it is all just a giant mess. It is all a giant mess. Hooray. There's so much shit. Okay, so like my job, I'm not going to get into my job. That's kind of a weird – I don't – I come here so I don't have to fucking deal with my job. Yeah. It's just really stressful. I've been going in at like 7 and then staying until like 8, and it's mm-hmm. really obnoxious. Um, and I'm doing it again tomorrow. And boy, did I need beer when I went to went on a date with Kinsey on mm. was that Tuesday? Oh yeah, Tuesday's date night. Um, I know what day it is. I know what day our date night's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, our anniversary's four twenty. Nice. <laughs> Blaze. <laughs> uh, so I've been doing that. I've also been rewriting. Uh, not re. Well, yeah, rewriting. I've been writing my D and D campaign because mm-hmm. my group is finally gonna actually get together and do the campaign. Um. And, yeah, I completely restarted my world, nuked the old world because it sucked and it got super messy. It basically – what? how did I compare it? it uh, I uh, – J.K. rowling it. Where, like, <laughs> other people came up with shit and I had to somehow weasel that into my world and it just got super messy and incongruous. Yep. Uh, so I just nuked it. And I'm refusing to let anyone make any decisions about what my history is. I actually shut down jokes about it. Like, people are like, hey, can you have a king that's named, like – like Carter made a joke. He said, "Can you have a king that's named this or whatever?" And I'm like, "No." Like I'm not even not even putting joke names in my thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm taking this seriously. Well, the thing about being God, sometimes you got to god it up. Yeah, got to be God. Yeah. Uh and smite those fuckers. 
Yep. Uh, so I've been working on that. It's quite far. I, uh, I was telling Matt, I, I made, I did such a big cop out as someone who's writing history of a fake world mm-hmm. where I basically was like, yeah, the, uh, the scribes only started writing or like re- recording history about 800 years ago. So this is only 800 years of history I have to write. <laughs> Pretty simple. Yep. They um, say necessity is the mother of invention, but I think laziness is a little more effective. Well, laziness is, mo- is the mother of efficiency mm, and I'm just being efficient. That's what that is. Okay. Yep. And what I'm going to kind of do is, like, that also explains why there's going to be a whole bunch. I'm going to have a bunch of history tidbits that are before they start recording. Mm-hmm. But it's all going to be really, like, nonsense because it's all passed on orally through generations. So okay. that shit will all get super messy. Yeah. Um, and I also have been watching Punisher. Woot. I've been watching it on the on the side while I work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's very good. I can see why you have it up there. Like, the was, like, Tier 1, not Ultra Tier, yeah. but Tier 1. Yeah. Yeah. There's the one scene that is the um, – it's Punisher uh, raiding a room – or, like, is in a room defending a guy, mm-hmm. and, like, people are raiding it, and he pops a couple smoke bombs, and there's guys with guns with lasers on them, mm-hmm. and it's this cool fucking, like – watching him just dismantle all these other kind of, like, mercenaries, mm-hmm. except for the uh, one other guy who's as good as him right and you just see both of them like thinking and being really tactical about it yeah and it's really cool yeah that's the one action scene that i actually remember from yeah season one um which kind of goes to show you i think the action's just generally not great it's there's not much to do with so like i think the problem is they're doing the punisher Mm -hmm. in a time when people like really intricate and realistic right battle the Punisher is a run-in with a minigun and yeah. mow down everyone. Yeah. Not a stealth guy. That's why Daredevil did so well yeah. with combat. Like, you remember, what, like eight different oh, fight yeah. scenes from Daredevil? Oh, yeah. Season one alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm getting aroused just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, they do it perfectly because that's what's cool is, like, the mm-hmm. the interesting, skillful stuff, mm-hmm. not mowing people down. So they have to kind of balance a fine line of sticking to the character and also – being interesting yeah. so that was a good way of doing it like right there's this that whole thing the, coming yeah. out recently that um when people are doing when you're doing a war movie people tend to like uh realistic movements and stuff like that realistic hand gestures realistic those things like things are actually do mm-hmm. um so you get a little better you get you get like kind of their military training i will say you can kind of see i don't know if it's it's not the same writers or like I think producers as Daredevil season three. Maybe. Cause you can see that there's some kind of like, they're, they're, they're testing some things out with kind of a person going insane for exterior reasons mm-hmm. with, um, Wilson, uh, Lewis, Lewis Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, to then pass on to Dex. Right. Because you get very, I get very similar vibes from it Yeah, where it's kind of like the, the kind of the loud music and him just kind of like, like, kind of hitting himself on things and like just yeah. getting really irritated at like a lot of things and th- getting overwhelmed. Yeah. You can tell they're kind of testing the waters with some of that. Yeah. That film. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting to see that. I like that, that storyline. I got yeah. to the end of it. Okay. <laughs> that was a gruesome fucking end. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah. No, I, um, I've said about this season all along, it has some of the worst action in the menu bar iron fist season one yeah but it has some of the best sitting and talking and some of the best ideas it does which is dude cool. the character re- or the relationship between him and micro 
yeah develops so well oh that is beautiful and it's writing. such a good like, relationship yeah and like what i really 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 liked about how they did when uh rachel sarah uh phew. rachel i think it's sarah i think it's sarah. <laughs> sarah when sarah kisses frank yeah they didn't dwell on that much because it, it like like they did a little bit like yeah. he, like he came in and like micro was fucking drunk but like it wasn't like a they broke the friendship because of it because micro's a smart guy yeah these are and, like, human beings that actually think about things so you can rational so you rationalize with them and it was pretty much over in a second i was like thank god because yeah. that is such a cliched thing to happen yep um i thought what's her face i can't remember her name the detective uh, realized madani. huh madani yeah I thought she realized that Jigsaw was the guy that killed um, her partner when he's because he was talking to her like immediately after it happened. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's why your partner got stabbed. And there's like a look on her face Mm -hmm. that like was I didn't tell you he was stabbed. No one knew he was stabbed. Something like that. And then it's kind of like that face to where you'd expect that she would say something like I didn't tell you. But like in her brain, she's like. Oh, if I say something, he's going to kill me right. because he's a fucking insane killer. So she just kept it down. Mm-hmm. And then, like way later, she's like, "Oh, you did it!" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, you blew a great moment." So, but otherwise, no, it's great. I I've had to I've had to pull myself away from it uh, a couple times. Not a huge fan of the big bad guy. Yeah, he's kind of lame. He's just a nobody, really. Yeah, he's kind of a anno- he's just he's just annoying to be like to have on the screen. Yeah. Um. Good twists. Good mm-hmm. cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, there wasn't even a cliffhanger when, when he takes a shot at the at um, fucking Roland, and it's mm-hmm. bulletproof. Like, it took me a second to realize what was going on. I was like, oh, like because it wouldn't be, like, super far off in the show for them to just straight up shoot him in the head because they've been shooting people in the head all show. That's their MO, yeah. Yeah. So, like, he hit the head, and, like, I was like, oh, oh, he's not dead. yep so yeah no uh i wish karen karen's not great in this one yeah i think she's better in probably she's better she's the best in daredevil 3 yeah that's where she shines um this one just like i don't know I low-key forgot she was in this season until you just mentioned it, so. Yeah, I, for, I there was several times I was reminded that she was in it by her showing up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, she's got kind of a character arc, doesn't she? Yep. Let's but, see, did you hit the Rashomon episode yet? Give me something that I would only know if I watched it. Uh, Well, you, you know what the Rashomon is. No. It's the movie where they play the same scene but from different perspectives oh you know like a tinker taylor soldier spy yeah yeah that uh that rashomon started that oh so okay. we call it a rashomon uh yeah when she when the bomb explodes and she yes like, yeah yeah that was that was that a, took okay. me a couple perspectives to realize what was going on yeah because <laughs> like i was i'm working while doing it okay so, like i saw a thing happen and then i looked back and then i got back and i was like a little confused i'm like wait why is she okay right where's like her scars and then it does it again i'm like oh got it learned learned what learned what was happening yep um but i like how they they did the uh, the the um senator first and he was like i'm gonna go get help and yep. it was karen's and she's like he didn't fucking say that yeah. he was a coward little bitch yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good. great show i'm uh i'm probably gonna finish the next like i'm going to finish it tomorrow during mm-hmm. work i'm probably gonna start uh should i do what should i do i have i have so much in, in menu to get through 
Uh, What's the one that's like the worst? The worst of the ones you've still got to see is Jessica Jones 2. I'm going to do a Jessica Jones 2. Just so I can like chase myself away from work. Yeah. And just be like, I'm going to leave and go home. Because Luke Cage 2 and Iron Fist 2 are surprisingly good. Okay. Noted. I don't do Jessica Jessica, Jessica, Jones 2. Actually, you could honestly jump right into Punisher 2 because I haven't even dragged my way through that yet. Oh, shit. Is it bad? Is it? It's not bad. It's just really slow. Okay. Well, that's good to, for me when I'm working because I don't yeah. have to. I don't have anything else better to do than working. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah, that's what I've been up to. All right. Uh, news. News. Let's see. Uh, you're pointing straight up in there. You've got a thing. What do you think my thing is? Did the CW do something? CW did something. What did the CW did? CW released a trailer for Batwoman. Oh no, I didn't see that. Maybe <sighs> I didn't. I'm just blocking it out. No, they released it today. So, I thought it was, I thought it was great that Batwoman was getting a show, because she's a fucking amazing character, and it's a great character for like LGBTQ uh, representation, mm-hmm. and she's just an amazing character in general. She has so little like sexist. Uh, well, there is some, but there's so little. Mm-hmm. To it that it doesn't it's, it doesn't feel like it's just like this is just an entirely sexist thing that's going on, and the character is great because she's Batwoman, but she's just like I'm not a female Batman. I don't want to be. I, there's a reason I don't want to be part of Batman Incorporated. It's because I don't want to be associated with you and just be the female Batman. Right. I'm not married to Batman. Batwoman does not mean I'm married to Batman. Right. I have no association with him. I'm his cousin, but I have no association with the Batman. I get my own stuff. My dad is an ex like military weapons designer shit. Like I get all my stuff from him. We do our own thing. It's great. And it was great up until when DC decided that she wasn't going to get married. And it was going to be a big moment of like a gay wedding, like Mm -hmm. a gay married couple. And then they're like, nah, we'll not have that happen. What the CW did is they made her literally a female Batman. She shows up at Wayne Manor. Batman's been gone for a while, apparently. Because they don't fucking have the rights to Batman, I guess. Um, and she shows up at Wayne Manor, and they're like, hey, you can't be here. Or I think she shows up at Wayne Enterprises. And they're like, hey, you can't be here. And he's talking to this, I think it's an attempt at Lucius Fox. It's a black guy, but it's more of kind of like a, like a scrawny, nerdy black guy, which oh, is dear. not what Lucius Fox is. And she, like, walks up, and she's like, hey, what's up? Uh, I'm... But it, he, like she, she starts like doing all the things to get into the Batcave, which makes no sense because how would she know? There's right. no way he would tell her. And she starts doing it, and like the Lucius Fox character is like, and I'm not even like making a joke, like with my with the way I'm saying it. Wait, but you can't do that, Lucius. You're protecting one of the biggest fucking secrets of Gotham. Do a little more than you can't do that. You shouldn't really be doing this. No shit. And she goes, I'm his, I'm, uh, I'm Bruce Wayne's cousin. Like, whatever. It's like, like that's going to give you authority to go into, like, the bat cave. Then she shows up, and there's, like, the bat, the bat suit. And mm-hmm. she's like, I want you to, like, fix that. And he's like, that, you can't fix it. It's perfect, which makes sense. Yeah. I think it's Lucius Fox. And she's like, it's not perfect until it fits a woman. And I'm like, okay, little bit. A little bit far on that one. That's about as on the nose as you can get. But in doing so, they literally make her the female Batman. 
<laughs> something that the comics have tried so hard not to do because there's the whole thing that's just like uh like that whole cliche thing it's like oh you're the next this thing it's like no i'm not like the next them i'm the n- new i'm the me the first me yeah yeah and it's like that's that's a cliched line, but it's a good line. It's a it's a I developed this myself. She's literally walking into having nothing and just taking everything that Batman has established and becoming Batman. That's fucking garbage, and it's a waste of a great character. It's a waste of a great female character. It's a waste of a great lesbian character. I'm not a female or a lesbian, and I'm pissed about this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how anybody like I, my friend posted it and I commented like all of this stuff and she's like, thank you. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. I'm not alone in this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, Oh my God. How do you? And then at the very end, she's like, uh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Everyone thinks it's Batman. I don't like that. Batman's taking credit for my work. It's like, you literally stole his actual suit. They think you're him because you're actually dressed as him. You're not dressed as Batwoman who has flowing bright red hair and very pasty white skin and a red cape. No, you are dressed in Batman's suit. Yeah. You are Batman. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, CW. Fuck you for ruining everything. Ah! Jesus. And apparently the season eight of Arrow is going to be Crisis on Infinite Earths, which they fucking already did attempted god i hate this cw so much how are they that oblivious i don't know i would just love to get some of those creative minds down and talk to them and i would like, love to get those creative minds and then blow them out of their skulls <laughs> god it's not even okay so it's not even like ruining my my favorite thing anymore it's just you're making bad tv you're taking like original content that is great and you're ruining it you take with christ and even earth's now seemingly the second time you're taking one of the biggest comic book events of the entire history of comic books and fucking it up. Don't do that. Don't just be like, yeah, we're adequate. We'll take that. No, you wait till you got shit like Marvel does where you've got 11 years of great movies and a couple adequate ones and one bad one, two bad ones, dark world and Hulk. Um, what about Guardians of the Galaxy? Okay, that's adequate. <laughs> it's not bad. Anyway, and then you get to where, like, you have Endgame, where you have the world trust and the, the, the capabilities to do something that epic, and that's when you do it. Yeah. You don't do it on the second season of Supergirl. Get fucked. God. <laughs> that's my CW rant for the week. Okay. What else? Uh, there was a trailer for Black Mirror season five. Oh shit! I which, need to get through season one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that was even happening so soon. I thought they were just counting Vandersnatch as the <laughs> the season, which I guess they weren't because it's coming out in less than a month. Oh shit! June fifth. Oh um, wow! It's and then just... a month later, Stranger Things. <laughs> that was a strange thing. <laughs> God, that was a Stranger <laughs> Thing. Ah! <laughs> okay, I'm better. Um, yeah, so it's just three episodes this time. Wow. Um, but they look interesting. Um, I mean, they're not giving a whole, whole lot of details away. Yeah. One of them is the guy who plays Moriarty on Sherlock. Oh. Going crazy because everyone's on their phones all the time. Wow, they really like that theme. You haven't seen any of it. You can't talk. I know that's a thing. Not really. The, the, the first episode, or the second episode, is very much about like the instant, like... 
like constantly on inter- on the inter- on the computers. Which one is that? That's the you're on the bike and you. Oh, uh, 10, 10, 15 million merits. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of about like the instant gratification of constantly being amused. Uh, there's the one about recording, which is about like everything's like recorded. Yep. Stuff like that. That's it's just kind of a recurring theme of like technology's fucking up our world. Well, yeah, but not like everyone's on their phones. That's a very specific subset of that. All right. Um, one of them's got Anthony Mackie and Ooh. a Tinder ripoff, apparently. That's all I know about it. Kindling? Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. It's got, it's also got the guy who was the grown-up from Moonlight, the grown-up guy from Moonlight. And yeah, I know who that is. I can never remember his name, but he's been really good in everything I've seen him in. And that includes Bird Box, which made bad actors out of everyone except Sandra Bullock. <laughs> um, and him, apparently. Yep. And then I don't even remember what the third one was. Something. Anyway, I'm excited. I really like Black Mirror. Um, it kind of gets some hate because everyone's just like, oh, what if technology were evil? But I think it's a little more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a good job of kind of playing your sympathies in both directions, at least on the good episodes. Yeah. Um, okay. There's definitely some bad ones. I'll have to – I need to get down to watching those. Yeah. Yay, uh, summer for not and not having school whoop. and actually not going and doing things all fucking summer. That's what my last summer was. Mm-hmm. I did not make very much money because I was constantly away. But this summer, I'm like here almost the entire time, and I can enjoy shit, and I can hang out with my friends, <sighs> and I can do D&D, and I can watch movies and shows, and I can make a fuck ton of money. I'm so excited for this summer, guys. This is my summer. first week of summer, and I'm stoked. It's going to be good. Uh, let's see. What else has happened? Uh, Daniel Craig got mildly injured on the set of Bond 25, which set back production all of like a week. Um, that wouldn't be, what did he do? Pull a suit jacket? (laughs) (laughs) He bust a button. Bust a button. (laughs) No. Uh, well, apparently they released a synopsis, which I didn't catch until now, like almost a month later. Hmm. Um, it's in Jamaica. Uh, Bond has sort of retired, and then Felix Leiter... Doesn't he always sort of retire? Yeah. He, like, constantly gets pulled out of retirement. Yep. Um, Felix Leiter shows up, and they go to rescue a captive scientist, and Rami Malek's the bad guy, which is cool, because he's really good. Yeah. Um, and apparently it might be a remake of Honor Majesty's Circuit Service, which is one of the ones, classic ones, I haven't seen yet, Mm. but I guess I'd better get on. Okay. Remaking it? Uh, so, I don't know. They're two for four, but, um. That's a 50%. That's better than DC. And, you know, Quantum of Solace, I was thinking about it again the other day. It's really close to really good. Hmm. It's, it, it's a bad director and a writer's strike away from being one of the <laughs> best Bonds. <laughs> Which, um, oh, that admittedly, writer, that's a lot. That writer's strike, dude. We should do an episode about the writer's strike. Yeah, because I don't know a whole lot about just the history around it. I just know that it's screwed up some things that I yeah. really like. And talk about like some of the movies that fell consequence to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Put the most. Uh, let's see. Oh, the, those three Star Wars movies that are coming out in 22, 24, and 26. Uh, we know that the first one is apparently the, uh, D&D one. Yeah. Um. Oh, for people who don't know, D&D is the producers of uh, Game of Thrones. Not, yeah. It's not going to be a Dungeons and Dragons Star Wars. Can you imagine how weird that would be? Chris McKay, come back to the Nightwing movie, please. <laughs> is that Dungeons and Dragons movie still happening? Probably not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to his Twitter real quick and see what's going on. Yep. But yeah, so that's fine. Whatever. I just they are so oversaturating the market. Yep. Every three years for the first two trilogies. 
Yep. It was 77, 80, 83, and then 99, 22, uh, or 22. Uh, two. O two, O two, and O five. Yeah. Three years. Now it's every fucking year. Mm. Yep. Well, at least they're not interjecting little spinoff stories that don't ask for. Yeah. Yet. Yet. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Chris. Not. McKay. Chris McKay. Not Crust McKay. Crusty Whoa. McKay. Crusty McKay. Uh, Chris McKay. Not that's not Chris McKay. No. Um. In the meantime, next you know, one, yeah. You know what made me laugh the most this week? Uh oh. It was a GMC commercial, not for a good reason either. Uh oh. So, Hulu's dropping an adaptation of Catch Twenty Two tomorrow, or I guess last Friday. You just did a happy little freakout. Why'd you do a happy little freakout? Ooh. Nightwing costume confirmed for DC Universe's Titans. I mean, I fucking called from the moment that episode happened when he burned the Robin outfit. He was going to come as Nightwing. Oh, but, yeah. Like, and I I don't dislike him as Nightwing. He, I think he'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. No, sorry. Freak out about that because that happened. Okay. Uh, anyway, Hulu's dropping their adaptation of Catch-22 on Friday, which I guess would be this previous Friday. If you're listening to us, if we get this released on time, which who knows, uh, and so do you? Do you know Catch Twenty Two at all? No, nope. I know the movie or the, not the movie. The the um, no, that's <laughs> Preston. Is is Catch Twenty Two a card game? I don't think so. Mm. It's a book. Okay, <laughs> it's a um, it's a famous. I read it in. I think in high school, but not for a class, if I remember, mm-hmm. just because I'd heard of it and because it's the phrase catch 22 has been absorbed into the popular culture. Um, I'm like kicking my shoes around. Yeah, I know. Uh, basically, it's a uh, well, it's it's set in World War Two and it's kind of a it's really hilarious, but it's also sort of a really depressing, nihilistic, anti-war type of book. Just like look how stupid war is. So the, I'm very fidgety right now. I know. Like, I can tell. I'm I've, this been, away from I've been sitting at my desk for nine and a half hours. Mm, yep. That and then I had an annoying experience with a person yep. about an hour ago. So I'm just like fucking done with the day. <laughs> yep. Anyway, Sorry. So just for reference, a catch 22 is um, you can it's so it's set around a like a, an Air Force group. And so they're out doing bombing raids and there's always the threat of being shot down and it seems like they lose one of their friends every week and Mm -hmm. they're generally miserable and depressed and can't see the future and they can be grounded if they have a medical excuse including being crazy problem is if they are if they are crazy and want to be grounded that means they're sane because they don't want to die in those bombing raids and so the catch-22 says oh you're not actually crazy because you want because you're crazy Mm. so you have to go on bombing raids. Wow. Yeah. It's all, it's like, it's taken down bureaucracy and war and just all kinds of things. And GMC did like a, a straight faced patriotic. This is war machine truck commercial. Oh no. <laughs> and I about fell off the couch. <laughs> Cause it was the, uh, I, you know, I've never been that interested in buying a GMC truck, but I think that just killed any, any remaining you should vestige. buy it and dr- drive it off a cliff i mean jump out of it first but then yeah. just no but that just, would be giving them money it would it would it's just that's pretty entertaining that's as tone deaf as you can get and <laughs> just like 
did none of you read the book? Did none of you skin the skim the Wikipedia article for the book? <laughs> oh, how dumb can you be? Well, you can make a Batwoman show by take and take away most of the defining attributes that make Batwoman a great character. No, that's true. That's how it dumb could, you can it could be. be worse. Okay, GMC, you're okay in my book. My next car will be a GMC. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? That's it. All right. Uh, Game of Thrones talk for just a few minutes. All right. Uh, spoiling Game of Thrones up through season eight, episode five. Uh, starting now. I'll put the thing in the time description. No, you yep. will. Cause yeah. Back to you. Yep. All right. Stop. Uh, a lot of people hated this episode. A lot of people fucking hated this episode, and those people need to chill the goddamn shit out. I really liked it. First of all, Cersei dying like that is insanely poetic justice. Imagine, or like, consider the fact that she has been trying to rule the entire world from the Red Keep, and she wants to rule the whole world and the Empire, and she, like, it's her Empire, and she's the Queen, mm-hmm. only to have it literally come down on top of her. Mm-hmm. Like, the, she was under the Red Keep, came down on top of her, around yep. her, and then on top of her. Yep. And that, like, giving her a big send-off would be, like, would be like doing the character justice. Or, like, not not that, that. Giving the character undue attention that she doesn't deserve. Okay. Interesting. I had the exact opposite take. I thought it was a, a humanizing and validating death. And, yeah, it'd be terrible to have your own castle fall down on you while you're buried under I mean, it was also humanizing with her with yeah Jamie with there. jamie's there i think i think a lot of the problems that people have with season eight they don't actually have with season eight they have with season six and seven because mm-hmm. it was around that point that cersei went from like one of the characters you least like on the show and she's a bad guy but she has real motivations she yeah. cares about her children um she's interested she she wants to rule but she's yeah. and she's vindictive but she's not – they just – they made her completely one-dimensional, especially, like, season seven. Yeah. And so giving her that humanizing death, actually letting Lena Haiti put on, I think, one of the great crying faces in Hollywood. Dude, that kind of made me feel for her again. Yeah. I mean, she definitely wasn't crying for all the innocents being burned alive in no. front of her. She no. was definitely crying for her own, like, life falling apart. Yeah. But, and her you know, I get child. that. Her unborn child, that's the thing she cares about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so she's, like, if we had had a better written Cersei through season six and seven, we would have felt this more, and it would have felt like more of an appropriate death. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying make her likable or make her justified. Just make her more than a one-dimensional character that only exists for you to hate her. Yeah. Be almost a Night King-level just force of nature enemy in capital letters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. uh danny burning people people hated people were like she wouldn't do that <laughs> motherfuckers where were you the past seven seasons yep flashback to season one where she's like i'm gonna take the, what it's mine with fire and blood i'm gonna take the dothraki oversee and i'm going to sack fucking everything yep i'm going to murder everyone yep season two i'm going to take what's mine with fire and blood with Jorah going, maybe not. Season three, she's like, I'm going to take everything with fire and blood. Jorah's like, maybe you shouldn't. And she's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't. Season four, I'm going to take everything with fire and blood. Jorah's like, man, I'm kind of losing control of this girl. <laughs> maybe not. She's like, fuck you. Go away. 
season five. <laughs> I'm going to take him. Guys, she's been saying this for the whole show. Yeah. The only person tempering her temper was Jorah. And Jorah fucking died in episode three. Then yep. Missande died. Then Varys and Tyrion and Jon all betrayed her. Of course she's going to go absolutely insane. Yeah. She's, she's been, this has been a super villain origin story all along. She's, this, how did they not see this coming? I saw, everyone was like, oh, she's going to go mad queen. This, that's one of the things. People mm-hmm. would theorize like, oh, she's going to go mad queen. It's going to be fucking dope. Then she goes mad queen. And everyone's like, why did she do that? <laughs> Get fucked. Yeah. Man, I'm a mad person today. Yes, you are. I'm very tired. Uh, let's talk about something that'll make you happy. Clegane Bowl. Clegane Bowl. Meet your expectations Clegane and more. Clegane Bowl. Clegane Bowl, motherfuckers. Clap, clap, clap backing? Clapping back? Whatever that is? I don't understand. What? What a... Okay, first of all, fucking Cersei just skirting past because everyone was like, why did she just skirt past? Like, because that was not what the Hound was there for. He yeah. did not give two fucks about Cersei. Yeah, they have that explicit shot of like on his face where his eyes don't even move yeah he's not interested straight for his brother which let me tie that back into something i'll get into a second he's only there for revenge yeah and that's important to a like a very connected series of thematic arcs that i'll talk about in a moment but clicking bowl clicking bowl uh it it's it's what people should have expected with characters that are not finesse fighters right they just swing hard and hit heavy. Yep. Like, that's what they do. Yep. And that's what they did. And what I actually kind of really, really liked about this, like, my favorite part of Clegane Bowl is the fact that he pulled a dagger out, mm-hmm. which is not something that pre-Aria Sandor would have ever done. I don't think so, yeah. he That's just not the way he is. He never would have, like, prepared like that or had any sort of, like, you know, a dagger is actually a finesse weapon in D anD. d Like it's a small weapon. That's not what Sandor's about. Yeah. But he had it, and he was prepared. Yeah, I guess when you see him in close quarters fighting, say in the like the scene where he wipes out the entire tavern with Arya, yeah. early season four, he's just like swinging the sword around yep. and kind of restricted, and that's why Arya is so helpful. Yep. So he learned something. He got something from her, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. Also, can we talk about that fucking conversation they had? Oh, yes, we can. So people are upset about that. They're like, oh, she's, he just turned her around from this giant quest she's been on. And it's, yes. And they're like, why, why hasn't he done that? Why hasn't he said anything up until now? What I read into that is he got, he got there. Like, that's his fucking mission is revenge. Mm-hmm. And then he got there. And he knew that Arya was also on a revenge mission. And he was like, fucking dope. Me too. We're kind of alike like that. Mm-hmm. And then he gets there and he's like, this, this is all I am. Once I'm done with this, there's nothing left of me. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of regretting making this my entire life. Turns to her and goes, don't do this. Yeah. Because if you do this, you'll be like me. And literally I'm about to go fucking kill myself because I have nothing else to do in my life. Yeah. Once I kill him. Let me also add that it was a moment he wasn't expecting. He wasn't expecting the entire city to be coming down on the as that happened. Yeah. He was figuring, okay, we just go in, we kill the people we need to kill, we get out, everything's fine. Yeah. Once it came down to you have the choice between taking revenge or saving your own life, that's when he realized his choice was already made. He yeah. could save Arya from becoming himself. Yep. Boy, and then them. I, I'm not a huge fan of the idea that he like overcame his fire fear, and that's why he like went down. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he didn't fucking know that there was fire down there. Yeah, that's he was just like, this is the only shot I got at killing this guy is just falling off a building. Oh hey, look, fire! 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Aria a little more, because so for one thing, I absolutely love the gratuitous anti-hero walk shots of her and the hound like walking through the crowd and their dark clothes oh yeah looks on their faces yep that's good stuff yep then they get there they have their little conversation and Arya, who has been her character has been revenge she has the list she has been training for this for her entire life goes on a saving spree she is diverted she this she reassesses all her priorities and she's like I'm on the I'm on the side of the living. This is I need to take the path of mercy and try to do good in the world. Yep. And it gets ripped away from her. Yep. Oh, I love putting her on the ground through Danny's Holocaust. Yeah. It's brutal and great. Like the little girl being taken from her, like all that stuff. Oof. The moment like she has one person on her list right now, and that's Danny. I don't think she's gonna kill Danny. She's I I think she's gonna try she's gonna try but you know thinking about it she's had that big list of people she wanted to kill she's killed two of them she's not that great at following through on her or getting the chance to kill her characters Mm -hmm. um but i love god macy williams can really pull off the look of oh that's who the bad guy is yeah (laughs) she's uh... also she's gonna die of mesothelioma yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) it's absolutely asbestos all over that fucking city uh yeah don't worry she'll be entitled uh, she'll be entitled uh to compensation her and her loved ones will be entitled to compensation because of class action lawsuit delivered via voiceover text on a bad ad daytime tv yep uh speaking of aria Every episode miguel sapochnik directs there's at least one or two shots that i just want to freeze frame and cut out and paste on my wall yeah and the one of her like right when she first sees the horse and she's standing kind of silhouetted against the doorway yeah light behind her smoke and fire around her yeah Ooh, what a good oh he knows how to make pretty shots i've said this before i'll say it again he's what Zack snyder wishes he was yep he's got he's got an incredible eye for an effective visual but it does it never feels artificial yeah it's always just we're gonna put you this yep. is what needs to be shown. Um, we're talking about Danny. Uh, Grey Worm is definitely fully blindly following Danny. He's going to try to confront John. John's going to kill him. Yep. I have him on my death, death pool. Uh, death pool. I'm the only person in our death pool that's ever actually claimed who's going to kill another person. Yeah. And I think it's going to, I think John's going to kill Grey Worm. I got nothing fucking left to lose. I'm the only person at negative. Yep. <laughs> man i've been not doing well yeah uh you're on dying uh in a way that he thought he was happy but secretly he was not actually happy is kind of a good way to do that yeah, i mean he's never been i wish yara is the one as that much killed as him. a nice pair of sideburns and a plot device yeah um jamie dying jamie fully relapsing and dying during relapse is i think good not every character has to have a happy ending mm-hmm. you know nev stark yeah Oh, your Harry Strickland theory just opposite of panned wow! out. <laughs> what a disappointing fucking revelation about Harry Strickland. Uh, so obviously what, that he's if you're useless listening in to this the face and of a hundred foot dragon? Huh? What, that he's useless in the face of a hundred foot dragon? God damn. They definitely he they definitely made it obvious that he was only there for pol- because of politics. That mm. he had no actual skill. He was just there because he's the one that had the money. Yeah. And because, like, the moment people showed up, he was, like, a fucking panicky little bitch. Well, okay. So I want to talk about that moment for a second. Because, so his entire army kind of gets flattened by the dragon behind him. And he's thrown from his horse. 
And I think, I don't think it's drawing anything about his character in particular. It's just showing the distinction between someone who's fighting for a reason and someone who's fighting for money. Mm-hmm. Because that shot where he gets up off the ground and there's a slow motion shot of the riders coming. I was going to exact... make, I was going to make it. I thought you were going to go a different direction with this. And I was going to use this exact ha, point. Ha, I beat you to it. Now Damn it's my it. thought. I want to finish it. I want to finish it. So okay, that people okay, know that okay. It's, it's, it's all, it's, almost verbatim of the battle of the bastard shot yeah where there's john standing there about to face all of the cavalry with his army way the fuck behind him yep. he's not going back to them he's just gonna handle it himself yep fucking harry strickland is more like peace the fuck out he's got his, <laughs> he just turns around and he's scrabbling along with his stupid face of flapping <laughs> man uh, he can take really big breaths with that giant mouth yeah he's got a big mouth so you were running through your theory and i couldn't remember what he looked like last week and i was like yeah no i kind of like this he's the, he's this big guy and then the the first shot where we see his face i was like no this is not the face of a guy who's great <laughs> this is not the face of the greatest killer in the world yeah oh man i really liked my theory uh, it was a great it's, theory it's to just introduce a character that's going to murder everyone yeah and too bad they already had her for for seven seasons saying she was going to take everything with fire and blood <laughs> um so is there anything else that happened Tyrion. Tyrion's definitely like, yep, nope, she was bad yeah. the whole time. Uh, he's going to be all for John. I think John's going to end up sitting on the Iron Throne. I think John's going to end up dead. I think hmm. I think, I think, think Sansa is not going to be willing to bend the knee to a t- full-on tyrant Daenerys. No, I think John's not al- also not going to. I think John's going to fight it, and he's going to be like, someone's got to take the throne, it's me. I'd... I think he's... Him reluctantly taking throne is definitely along his character. Yeah, well, I think no. So I think I think Sansa's gonna do it, and Daenerys is gonna be like, "All right, well, Sansa has to go," and Jon's gonna come to Sansa's defense and get killed because there's no one on his side anymore. Where's Arya? They got the Starks. Great, you have eight people versus a dragon. Can Bran ward the dragon? Ooh, I didn't think of that. Dude, fucking Dude. imagine if that's what the final climax is, is John's like, listen, bitch, this is not yours anymore. And she's like, Dracarys. Hey, fucker. Ah! <laughs> and then just, Bran's just like, I'm non fucker. <laughs> T-Rex of the toilet stall from yeah. Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That'd be good. Bran yeah. needs to... Ward more people. He started his whole thing. Kind of started with him warging. Yeah, he needs to ward people. People have been saying all along, "Oh, he's going to warg into a dragon. He's going to warg into a dragon." Got one good chance left. Yeah, I don't know. That being said, I can see this this finale going a dozen different ways, and I think I'd be pretty satisfied with a lot of them. Yeah, I think we're gonna. So what's this is just a general statement. Are we done talking about spoiler stuff? Like, is there anything else that you want to say that's spoilers? Because I want to make a pretty general announcement. No. Okay. Welcome back. This is also tagging on to the end of the uh, Game of Thrones discussion. But no spoilers. But no spoilers. I just want to make this public announcement. For fuck's sake, just because you have an idea of where you want a plot to go in a show or a series and it doesn't go that way, you don't have to publicly fucking slander it and hate it so much. It happened with Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. happening with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's happening with uh, it starting. It started to kind of happen with Walking Dead, but people just stopped caring. Yeah. People who actually like <sighs> Walking Dead now has a blind following, which which is fine. That feels fitting and poetic. Yeah. Um. 
but like for fuck's sake enjoy what's made for what's made mm-hmm. you don't have to nitpick everything that's our job that's why we're losers yeah like we nitpick everything but we also especially with uh season or episode three we both thoroughly enjoyed it made no sense in a lot of ways yeah like plot wise but it was definitely a beautiful one to a beautiful episode to watch yeah there's a lot of fun. um end game Thoroughly enjoyed it. One hundred percent favorite Amazing. movie. Yes. So many things that just don't make sense. Yeah. And actually, Emily con- kind of confronted me on it. She was like, "Do you not enjoy movies much anymore?" And I'm like, "No, it's very opposite. I enjoy movies more yeah. because like I can compartmentalize, and everyone needs to learn how to do this. Yeah. Compartmentalize objectivity and subjectivity. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that maybe." Uh, Last Jedi didn't go in kind of okay directions, and it kind of squandered Luke Skywalker a little bit, and like stuff like that. But it's still a thoroughly enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. And just fucking chill out. Yep. Stop it. Like D and D are not bad writers. They're just not your writers. They're not great. I would say season six and seven proof that they're not great writers because yeah. season eight is when we actually get back to Germ's vision for the yeah climax and so. But if you hate good stuff, people's writing so much, go fucking write your own movie. There you go, idiots. It, that there's a funny story where that actually happened. Um, some guy, I think he was a fertilizer salesman, which feels appropriate. Uh, bet his screenwriter friend. He's like, it's not hard to make a movie. Anyone can do this. Anyone oh, can write yeah. this crap. And he he started writing a movie. And he wrote a movie, and that movie is a perennial favorite in the bottom five on IMDb. Manos, the hands of fate. Oh, <laughs> god damn it! Yeah, I thought you were talking about something else. There was someone else that was like, um, oh, there's a. I think it's um Stephen King hmm. was like, I bet I could write a book. And like a like a producer was like oh it was like I can't remember it was a a big fucking movie maybe it was Titanic where like the person was like getting a producer and they're like not good not good and then he was just like here try this one or something I can't remember and then it turned out to be like the best movie of all time or something I don't fucking know I have no idea what you're talking about I don't either right maybe now. I'll find that eventually why is Stephen King on the Titanic what uh, good question I'm tired okay moving on moving on. Uh, topic for today. All right. Well, in our continuing series, best movies of 2000 X teen, teen dot N. That makes sense teen. because 10 and 11 and 12 are not teens. You well, you know what? Idiot. You know what? We're talking about movies that best came movies out in 2012. The best movies of the tens. Yep. We're, and we're at 2012. We're working through the decade. Uh, yeah. So kind of a weak year for movies. Yeah. I, I think in general. Yeah. Um, Let's see. The Oscars were dominated by stuff like Life of Pi, which was pretty good. It was about a tiger. Yeah. And Pi. Argo, which is... Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't see that. Pretty good. Uh, the Master, which... No idea. Andrew really stands by, but I didn't like very much, even though the trailer had Rachmaninoff in it, so I was really into the trailer nice. when I was in high school. Man, that rocked. That was unnecessary. You're unnecessary. Uh, Lincoln, which is the best movie literally everyone I've ever talked to, says they fell asleep during. <laughs> literally everyone. I've never met someone that didn't fall asleep in that movie. Challenge accepted, fucker. Okay. Chug a bunch of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to pay attention. I'm just going to be like jittering and just like freaking out yeah. about everything. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good movie, but I fell asleep for 15 minutes. 
everyone I've talked to had the exact same experience. I kind of want to watch it and just like see if I fall if I want to fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, and Zero Dark Thirty also did well. Which oh, I need to watch that. That's on my list. Yeah. I remember thinking it was good, but not great. But I think I might have also not been mature enough to appreciate it. Uh huh. Um. When did a, you ever get mature? <laughs> that's a that's a that's a very good question. Um. Yeah. So it's kind of the like the even the Oscar Beatty stuff, just kind of a a weak run. Yeah. Um, so what are the popular movies that came out? The popular movies. Well, I mean, there's a couple big ones. The Avengers, you might have heard oh, of. Oh! Yeah, that was this that's year. That's the, uh, that's with, like, what, Superman and Batman, right? Right. Yeah, and, like... They team up to fight the X-Men. No, that's not right. Or was it the Fantastic Four? No, they fought Vader. Vader? Yeah, Darth Vader. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Darth Vader, he's the the classic Bond villain. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That was a bad joke. <laughs> it was a, it was a, I think with how tired I am, it just fell apart the moment I was like, "Yeah, Superman." Like as I started saying Superman, I was like, "This joke needs to go nowhere." And then it progressed, and I'm like, "This no, stop! This is getting out of hand." Yep. <laughs> Uh, also, I'm still in my work clothes. That's I haven't been home yet. I'm very underdressed. You're <laughs> in like reasonably nice pants and a button-up shirt and your good shoes. And yep. I'm in flip-flops and athletic shorts. Yeah. Um, it's so hot. This shirt does not breathe. Yeah. I'm gonna take this shirt off. Actually. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, also among the popular movies, another good one: Dark Knight Rises. Ah, good movie. Which that movie gets a lot of crap. I stand by it. Because I need to figure out why people give a crap. I think I have a theory. Uh, Batman Begins was a great Batman movie, but it was definitely a comic book movie, a grounded comic book movie to be sure. But it was it, like the the plot revolves around a bunch of ninjas trying to steal a microwave gun. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a comic book movie. Dark Knight changed the game. They took basically like a police drama crime thriller with some political elements and just tossed Batman and Joker like at their absolute best into the mix. It's not a comic book movie. Mm -hmm. It it has a little bit of comic book elements and there's some vaguely hyper real stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's not. Yeah. And so with dark Knight rises, they go back to something a little more comic booky, even though it has that darker tone and it felt almost like a letdown after dark Knight, I guess. Uh So I think it gets more flack than it deserves. Yeah. But it's a it's a really solid movie on its own. Yeah. Um, and it's still like what top fifty? Uh, on, it's IMDb? on the first page on IMDb. Uh, like of all time. Well, of IMDb is top one thousand. Yeah, I mean, made. I don't know how they do that. Yeah. I, I mean, either. they have like the top two fifty highest rated movies. Yeah. I don't know. It's on there. I don't know. Yeah. It's good. Uh, let's see. The only other really good like popular movie i guess would be skyfall yeah which that's a pretty good movie yeah second right. best of the craig bonds fight me casino royale is better wait what casino royale better than skyfall you're saying it is yes oh okay i i have no st- i'm not a huge bond person you're more of a stocks guy yeah i hear you ah mutual funds mm. i really like those mutual funds those mid cap mutual funds are kicking ass right now. I uh, I invested in the uh, John Hancock uh, mid cap, okay, a little bit, and it has fucking tripled my my entire investment portfolio. Nice. It is goddamn crazy. 
Get those mid-caps, guy. they're, guys, they're great. Not going to last. What? The collapse is coming. Oh. It's yeah. always coming. But you always got to ride through those. That's exactly. the thing. Exactly. Don't, don't sell once things start going down. Yeah. Don't sell low and buy it when things are going up. That's yep. a dumb way to do it. Yep. Invest in the market, and in the long term, you're always right. Yep. Just stick with it. Yep. Never sell. Never never abandon ship. Yep. Be a Jon Snow, not a Henry Harry Strickland. <laughs> Ooh, wait. Spoiler. Fuck. Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's a very obscure reference. If you're not watching Game of Thrones, then you, don't you, know what we you just have said. no idea. Because Harry Strickland was introduced like three episodes before. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Are you ready for a list of maybe above average to below average popular blockbuster type movies? Sure. All right. I'll, t- I'll just scream seen it or not. Prometheus. Not. Pitch Perfect. Not. Men in Black 3. N- yeah, seen it. <laughs> Brave. Not. Uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Unfortunately. First one's fine. Oh, yeah. Not two. Yeah. yeah. Seen it. Uh, John Carter. Not. Born Legacy. That's the one with uh, Jeremy Renner. No, not. I maintain that that one's fairly underrated. It's a solid action movie. Oh, I'm not saying it. My knots are not if it's good yeah, or not. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. The I fact know. that I've not seen it. It's just that one gets a lot of criticism, too, because people are like, oh, they're just capitalizing on the Bourne legacy. Roll credits. Yeah. But not no, wrong. It's, it's, a, it's a solid action movie on its own rights. Yeah. Um, and the first of the Hobbit movies. Seen it. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. It's the one that's the least unwatchable, I guess. So this year's very interesting for being a lot like I think that began I think 2012 was the beginning of this like just era of sequels and remakes. Yeah, John there's... Carter's a remake, uh Legacy's a remake, uh Skyfall's Kind of a remake oh, sequel. It's, it's a sequel. Um, uh, but Hobbit starts a new thing. Prometheus brings back the Alien movies. Yeah. Men in Black 3 was like a... Unneeded. Uh, it was a sequel like 10 years after number yeah. two. Um, The Amazing Spider-Man was a reboot of Spider-Man. Reboot. It's just... it's. I think it is among the years just starting these. I think which is why it's a weak year. Yeah. Because it's just saturated with like, hey, reboots and, re- and sequels. Yeah. This is, this is when like successful comic book movies like... The Avengers yeah. and the Dark Knight trilogy were really hitting their swing. And yep. so people are like, well, let's capitalize on that and do our own franchise. Yeah. Mostly didn't work out for those people. Nope, did not. Yep. But yeah, so like. <laughs> my thought, I, I wanted to make a joke. I wanted to make it an ab- actual observation, but I think it's a joke, but it might actually be a genuine observation. Okay. I wonder if they just like half assed all the movies that came out in 2012 because everyone thought the world was going to end. <laughs> They're like, might as well not try. Yeah. And then it happened, and they're like, fuck! Gotch! Okay, shit, time to start making real movies again. <laughs> stuck with these forever. <laughs> that's, why the, that's why 2014 was such a good year for movies. Yeah, it takes that it long the, to make movies. <laughs> <laughs> there's that delay. There's, like, the, the reason that, like, so many babies are born after, like, nine months after Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's see. And then there's kind of the in-between stuff that's not, like necessarily oscar Beatty, but also not necessarily like popular and that's kind of where i live i like this right. stuff so i'll do it again the hunt oh shit i yeah. thought that was tw- 2011 i thought i watched that for the last one no we watched it for this one fuck seen it loved it holy shit that was great you want to talk about it for a little bit yeah all right okay um well so this one's danish right uh, if you haven't seen The Hunt and you care about good movies and you're not a teacher, 
plug your ears for a little bit or stop listening for a little bit because yeah. you should go into this movie like I did with having no idea yeah. what's going on. It's called You've... The Hunt. It's from 2012 or 2013, depending on how you count. It's got yep. Mads Mikkelsen. Yep. And it's great. Go watch it. So, this is a movie that is honestly my favorite kind of movie when you think about like the plot where it's literally like it's i think it's it's more of a masochist level of me that like every 15 minutes something makes it worse mm. just constantly making it worse his son going crazy uh him doing something like off or like just something to kind of push people against him more and more yeah and I had just started dating a teacher when I watched this. Yep. Boy, that was, was like, oh, fuck. And I texted her the um, <laughs> the plot. Or I, I texted her what it was, and she looked up the plot. She's like, I can't do that movie. I refuse to watch that movie. Yeah. And then we were talking to a couple of her friend uh, teachers who were all – her friends who were all teachers. And I was just like, it's a great movie. None of you should watch it. <laughs> yeah. It is – boy, that is like the biggest fear of a teacher is yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like not necessarily only sexual uh, – sexual abuse or mm-hmm. harassment but like just doing something to, to children that gets the entire world like someone accusing you of doing something to children because everyone's like oh children are oh they're so perfect and innocent and yep. honest and it's like they're fucking not they're um, psychopaths they're psychopaths or sometimes they're just really well-meaning and they have a bad day and yeah suck it's misinterpreted and nod at the wrong question at the wrong time that's yeah. how i described it to them it was yeah. like Sexual. It was a whole witch hunt for this teacher who was accused of sexually abusing a girl or sexually harassing a girl. I think that constituted abuse. Abuse. Sexual being a terrible person. Being a predator. Yeah. Being a predator because the little girl nodded at the wrong time. Right. And that's literally how the whole plot starts. She just nods like at a super loaded question. Yeah. That's the epitome of a loaded question. Like it's like saying – do your parents know you're stupid? You can't answer that with like the opposite. Like people do that all the time to me in middle school. Hashtag bullied in middle school. That's why I do a podcast on comic book movies. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like they like like did he assault? Did, did he do this in the kindergarten? How do I answer that? I'm too. I'm a child and I don't want to talk because there's people interrogating me. Right. So how do I? Just get out of this. Yeah. And she nodded. It's, just, it's, a, it's hard to watch, but it's... Oh, it's so hard to it's watch. Really, it's really well done. There's one detail that I caught mm-hmm. that both of you were like, fuck, that's impressive that you caught it. And mm-hmm. it didn't come back, which I'm sad about. Yeah. So so there's a point early on before she, like, freaks out about him um, where she, like, runs up and kisses him on the lips. Right. She, he was, like, mess- it was, like uh, wrestling with the boys. That sounds bad. Uh, they like they like tackle him and he's like mm-hmm. on the ground and she runs up and kisses him on the lips and so he confronts her and it's like hey you can't do that and that's what pisses her off and gets right that that's what everything um she had a canker sore on her lip or a cold sore on her lip yeah on the like on her like between the cheek and the lip right um like on her I'm just gonna say right side and then when he when she when the teacher was asking him about it. He had a canker sore on his left side at about the same spot. Yeah. And I noticed that, and I'm like, fuck. He has a canker sore on the opposite side of her ma- of, of the mouth of hers. They're going to use that to connect the dots. But they didn't, which makes me think either I fucking saw something and I was crazy, mm-hmm. or that's just a detail that they put in there, which is... It's possible they had a whole scene that just got edited out. Possibly. Like, 
And if, if that's the case, then I'm happy that my theory was in there mm-hmm. that I caught that. If it's not, then I'm happy if it's not. And it was, that's actually the case that there was the canker source. Mm-hmm. Then I'm happy that they put a detail like that in there just for the people that are paying attention. Yeah. I suspect that they did do that scene and then they tested it and they're like, people weren't catching the detail. They weren't realizing where this was a big deal mm. because they weren't catching it initially. Cause neither me or Andrew and we're both very experienced movie watchers caught yeah, it. So. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's not exactly something that's like easy to see. Yeah. So I suspect they're like, this is a little too subtle. It's kind of just too much. Yeah. Cut the scene. Such a great movie though. Yeah. Um, Mads Mikkelsen, dude. Mm. Dude's a mad actor. Yeah. He goes through Mads Mikkelsen and Sads Mikkelsen. And, and then Glads Mikkelsen. Glads Mikkelsen when he when he's, um, finally gets to be Dads Mikkelsen. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, trying to think of a... This joke's getting pretty Bads Mikkelsen. Mm. Just a Tads Mikkelsen. Sads Mikkelsen. <laughs> 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 that is a little like hang loose thing. Uh, but boy! Yeah. The ending of that movie, I, like, did you, you've seen the movie before, right? No. Oh, did you see the shot coming? Yes. Because uh, I think we talked about this. At what I point didn't, did you see the shot coming? Uh, It was not until he started going through the woods. There were a lot of shots that, like, were designed to isolate him, and then they were kind of giving him a moment of peace, and I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. You're like the, like, fucking deer in the headlights. You can, you start to hear it. You're like, whoa-oh. Yep. I the moment he stepped foot in the woods, the first scene, I was like, he's gonna get shot at. Yeah. And I was just like, it's gonna fucking happen. Like, cause that's where do you put someone that you want to get shot on a hunting trip in the woods? Yep. That's you know Dick Cheney. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um, great movie. And then just his face in that last shot of him, where he's like, it's he's sad and he's alone but it's just like resigned to it yeah it's... oh the phone just died oh bye phone nice we were at 47 minutes okay. last my phone was on so all right we're let's see pretty close to wrapping up uh seven oh, no, 53 minutes my bad all right minutes. seven psychopaths you didn't see nope. that one right that one's great uh it's completely all over the place but it's hilarious and dark and completely unique it's uh martin mcdonough who did in Bruges and huh. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Both of which I think you should see. I think you should go through this guy's okay. three film filmography. Yeah. What if he's got like eight more movies that you haven't seen and they're all fucking garbage? He doesn't. Oh. Oh, fuck you. He's done a couple of shows. He started out on the stage like doing plays. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. But this one's great. It's got uh, Sam Rockwell and Christopher Walken and half a dozen other people that are famous but I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And it's funny and really weird and great okay lots of psychopaths uh moonrise kingdom i had seen that when i was a kid yeah. i remember it being really fucking weird that's wes anderson that's yeah, so. wes anderson yeah that's right that's wes anderson uh, about as almost the westiest yeah not not quite grand budapest or yeah or isle of dogs right isle of dogs is the westiest of anderson's movies probably i haven't seen it i mean it just looks fucking it, hyper yeah. wes anderson it really does um do you have any impressions aside from it being weird? Uh, I was way too young to realize okay. what was going on. Yeah, I um, I enjoyed it as an adult. What was it? Bill Murray? Uh, it has Bill Murray in it. Yeah, it's the the actual story is the romance between the two like preteens. Oh, gross! Weird. That probably made me uncomfortable. 
or sad because I was probably a preteen when it happened. Uh, well, like twelve. That was at nineteen seven years ago. I was fourteen. Yeah. So I was probably like super sad that they could find love and I couldn't. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What a middle school, high school year for me. Mm. That was that. That was right before freshman year. That was right before freshman year that uh, Avengers came out for us. Yeah. That was because our first year was uh, we graduated. So our freshman year of high school would have been 2013 and 2014. No. No. That's 11, when we 12. graduated. Yeah. Ours was 11, so, 12. 10, 11. Oh. Yes. 10, 11. Yeah. Oh, so. Oh, I moved. I moved to Oklahoma in 2012. Right. That's what it is. Yeah, so I was 16. Yep. Right. Fuck, how old am I? Oh, my God. I don't know my own life story now. I moved to Oklahoma in 2012. I was 16. Mm-hmm. And, wow, we watched Moonrise Kingdom? What? I think it might have come out before I moved. Okay. Like, because I moved that summer. Mm-hmm. So it must have come out, like, early that year. I guess. I wow. I'm fucking confused, dude. I remember watching it. At my parents. I remember watching it before we had the upstairs thing. Oh my god, my life is a lie. I'm like picturing watching it. And the fact that it came up in twenty came out in 2012 is impossible for us to have watched it in that position, in that spot. Mm-hmm. Because we completely renovated that part of our, ha- our house. Huh. And we moved upstairs to watch movies. Huh. When I was like nine. Huh. <laughs> Weird. What's going on? <laughs> well, my whole life is a lie. Something, anyway, something. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Eh, haven't seen it. Oh, I really like that one. It's got Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper, and they're both a little bit crazy, and they're crazy for each other. And oh, cute. And it's all about the Eagles. Man. Eagles. Except not. It's um, it's David O. Russell, and he does like super fast talking, but naturalistic feeling dialogue where people are talking over each other and they kind of trail off and it's it's um it's interesting and it's a it's a fun satisfying but also reasonably emotional watch Mm -hmm. so it's a good one recommend it uh a late quartet no fucking clue what that movie is which it's about a string quartet it's got christopher walken and philip seymour hoffman did he walk in late no he leaves early over my joke i was proud of that joke <laughs> i was prouder of mine because the whole inciting incident is him announcing that he's going to leave this string quartet that he found and has been part of for 25 years oh so he's leaving early damn it it's uh i remember really liking it when i watched it but i bet it wouldn't hold back up if i rewatched it uh-huh. um so i kind of refused to uh end of watch nope uh it's a like a gritty buddy cop movie i th- think it's it might be done found footage, if I remember. I saw it right after it came out. It is. Like, okay. I'm glad you know these things, yes. having seen this movie. Yep. Definitely. Multiple times. Yeah. In fact, the 10 years that I watched other, all those movies was a lie. It was 10 years of this movie. Oh. From, from like, what, <laughs> six years before it came out? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I watched nothing but this movie. Yep. Uh, then you'll know that the love interest is Anna Kendrick. Yep, I did she's, know that. Yeah, she's, she's great in it. Uh, let's see. What else happened? Uh, Cloud Atlas. And then the threesome scene with Samuel L. Jackson. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot great. about that. Uh, did you ever see Cloud Atlas? Nope. You should see Cloud Atlas also. <laughs> Add it to your list. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a series of episodes. Just, just all the movies you need to see. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I feel like if we ever get popular, someone's going to go back and make a supercut of all the times that I haven't seen something in it. I say it's on the list, or you say you need to watch that movie. Yep. Yeah. This one, it's this one I saw in theaters because me and my middle school friends, this was the sort of thing we'd be really interested in. It's a. well, it's based on a book, but it's this incredibly ambitious three-hour narrative that chops together six stories from completely different time periods. Uh-huh. So there's one, he's a guy on a ship in the 1800s, and there's one guy who's a composer in the early 20th century, and one guy is, um, or one gal, it's Halle Berry, is a... Um, a woman invest- who's a cat? <laughs> no, <laughs> she's an investigative journalist in the seventies, investigating um, some cover up at a nuclear power plant. Um, and then there's a one set in modern day with Jim Broadbent, who gets uh, through a comical series of shenanigans, gets forced into a retirement home against his will. Hmm. Um, and then there's a dystopian future Korean one about a woman who escapes and joins the resistance. And then there's like a super future one like almost post-apocalyptic one in hawaii uh with tom hanks and face tattoos ah! so <laughs> what? yeah they've got like this whole dialect and stuff and it sounds really weird and it kind of is especially because they take the same actors and put them in each of the six storylines they ah. just do very different makeup and costumes and make them look different interesting and it's kind of this it's this interesting story of tracking almost moral decisions and how they echo through time mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a fascinating movie and it lost like a hundred million dollars when it came out because it cost a massive amount of money and it was no one went to see it because it was uh. r-rated and looked weird yeah um but and it's i don't think everything works in it but it's incredibly impressive and it makes you think so mm-hmm. I recommend everyone see that one. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Dread. Did you? Nope. No. You. Carl Urban. If of anything on this list, that's one you should actually watch. Okay. Because it's got Carl Urban and Lena Haiti and also Donald Gleason. Weirdly. Huh. Donald. Donald. Dom Nahal. Dom Nahal. Dom Nahal. Yes. Dom Nahal Glarpson. Yep. Man, that movie needs a sequel. Because that's just nonstop blood and pew pew action of the best sort. <laughs> like Punisher should take some lessons from it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Looper. Nope. Good. I almost did one day. Hmm. Yep. I was like flipping through some movies and I saw it and I was like, I should watch that movie. And I think I ended up watching like something I'd seen already. <laughs> I'm very bad at choosing movies to watch. Because like I don't so what so the thing with me, I don't trust myself to not get up and do something. I need to watch movies with people. Yeah. Because like, if I'm alone, I'm gonna want to get up and like fill up my water, remake popcorn or something like that. But like when I'm with people, I'll do the shit I did with the hunt, where like the moment I realized it was like like I'll go like the first five minutes can sometimes usually be missed. Uh huh. Um, but like that one was like I all of it was 
subtitles and I couldn't hear anything. Right. So I was just like, pause. And I went and made my popcorn, literally made sweet tea, mm-hmm. which takes like six minutes. Yep. And then came back and like watched it. Yeah. So like, that's kind of my problem is I'll like flip through movies and it, it takes a lot to get me to sit down and watch a movie, but literally a person being like, Hey, want to watch a movie? I'm like, fuck. Yes, I do. All right. That's your responsibility. Okay. Kinsey, that's your responsibility. Andrew, that's your responsibility. looper's one you could afford to get up in the middle of it's great it's great but it's also not like great yeah you know it's it's fun it's interesting it's a novel concept it's not intricate i mean it's kind of time travel so there's like Eh. intricacies dude i've been i've seen every possible time travel thing ever is it okay here's the here's the question that i would only need to be answered is is uh history set or is history fluid Fluid. Fluid. So someone going back, they can change something in the past. Okay. Noted. Yep. That's all I needed to know. Yep. Uh, Flight? That's a weird one. Oh, yeah. That's with uh, George Clooney. Denzel Washington. Up in the air is George Clooney. Fuck! I always miss those two, mix, mix, mess those two up. Yeah, this is Denzel is on drugs, and he flips a plane upside down to save it from crashing, and then... It turns out he was on drugs the whole time. And people are like, you were on drugs the whole time. And he's like, no, I wasn't. And then they were, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, I was. It was bad. It's a good movie. Great. Glad I don't have to watch that anymore. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, a lot of people are going to be mad. I haven't mentioned Django Unchained yet. So. Oh, that's a good movie. Yep. Very I'm, bloody. I, I'm not a Quentin Tarantino fan. Lots of N-words. Yep. I, I, I respect him, but I don't get him, I feel like. Or everyone else gets him too much. Yeah, I think everyone else gets him too much. I think people put too much. Uh, I think people put too much appreciation into purely being very stylistic. Yeah, it's it's style. Like it's that, like, oh, I, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it's style that doesn't necessarily serve a purpose. Yeah, I think why people like him so much is because they can identify him. Right, we've posited this theory before. He's got a recognizable name and a recognizable style, so he's usually one of the first directors you realize exists once you realize what a director is yeah like him and christopher nolan and spielberg really yeah are kind of the three guys that you realize are the first ones you realize exist yeah they're the ones that like casual moviegoers talk about in parties right because they're the ones that you know right like yeah that quentin tarantino movie the one that's bloody it's like yeah no shit we know which one you're talking about <laughs> yeah Fucking talk about what's an obscure director uh uh andre zvagintsev yeah sure He's one of my favorites. Or, hell, even Game of Thrones, you could talk about... Woo! That was almost real bad. Almost had a full mic land on my nerds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and these are not light things. These are hefty. You gotta stop fidgeting, man. Man, I'm so fidgety. I'm so tired. What were you saying about Game of Thrones? I don't know. Something about directors. and Directors. The one director that we know. Miguel Spochnik. That guy. Miguel yeah. Spochnik. <laughs> yep. Him and David Nutter. <laughs> nutter i boy he directed the first movie or the first uh, episode of the season yep and we were like really strict on the no talking yep and i was just like i want to make a joke and I then i definitely all, made it the second I think we all did the same <laughs> i was like nutter because i like made tiercy die at the beginning of the second one because like we were also like really strict on it but the second one i was just like nutter and i just heard her like die across the room yeah Man, we're going to have to enforce that rule more strictly because it's starting to get a little lax. It is. And yeah. this is the big climax one. Yeah. I really hope I make it back from Tulsa in time. Yeah, you motherfucking better. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Any, how many movies left do we have? Uh, three. Okay. Chronicle. I liked it when I watched it. I watched it with my friends before I moved. Yeah, I liked it when I watched it. I haven't felt a need to go back. Yeah, no, it's just it's just kids with the force. Yep. <laughs> it's it's interesting. And then one kid that goes bonkers. Right. It's interesting. It's uh, it, <clears throat> it, it, it's a very novel. Sp- it's one of the first novel spins on the superhero genre. I think. Mm-hmm. Like you could argue, Dark Knight trilogy sort of started it. Yeah. But then Chronicle is sort of a logical extension of that. Yeah. Breaking down the superhero genre a little bit. And it's, yeah. um. It's got a young Michael B. Jordan, so that's always fun. Mm, I remember that. He's one of the one of the guys. Here. Yep. Uh, Jack Reacher, which kind of everyone pegs as a generic action movie. That one's the fuck is what? Tom Cruise. Oh, didn't he do a second one? Yep, second one's terrible. When did that come out? Uh, twenty sixteen. I'm gonna watch that movie. Please don't. I'm gonna watch that movie. And I'm gonna talk about it extensively for our 2016 episode. It's just boring, <laughs> kind of offensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the the first one, you gotta stop, man. Give me. Oh, I think I'm good. Shit! I just dropped an expensive mic. <laughs> Give me. Take that from me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just dropped it straight on the floor, and it sounded like a crunch. Yeah. Yikes! It's okay though. Anyway, moving on. Jack Reacher. I think everyone pegs it as just kind of an, another generic action movie. Peg it, movie. gross. You know what pegging is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does everyone else know what pegging is? Look it up. Don't. On, inco- on incognito. Don't. No. <laughs> incognito. Don't, don't do that to people. <laughs> you, no, no, that's not necessary. Uh. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, I'm losing my mind. Uh, it's good. It's... I think a little bit of a cut above sort of a generic action movie. It does a couple of really cool things. Okay. Um, it's fun. Uh, and then The Bay, which I think is one of the better found footage movies. Is it B-A-E? Yes. Is it him just like recording his yeah, girlfriend? Yeah, he just records his girlfriend. Like, Look, Bay, you're my Bay. And she's like, this is creepy. Stop and then recording And a murderer me. jumps in and teeth. murders her. No, it's actually about uh, bugs that eat people. Uh, no, thanks. Hard no. Yeah, no. I'm dealing it's... with earwigs in my house right now, and I Ooh. don't like it. Do you know what earwigs are known for? They got the little pincher things. They got little pincher pinch butts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't. No, they will. Have you been pinched by one? No. Uh, they're typically, they typically leave humans alone. Yeah. The fuck? I've seen someone get pinched by one. What were they doing? I don't know, poking it. Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. So they, they typically, like, like, confined in, uh, uh, humid places mm-hmm. there's a ton of them in oklahoma yep and uh i went to do my dishes and i picked up my scrubber and one crawled out because that is a confined and humid spot yep and uh yeah they typically find them in your bathrooms and they're called earwigs because they sometimes crawl in your ears when you're sleeping it's okay you swallow like eight spiders during a year i don't believe that statistic i say eight and then four <laughs> <laughs> anyway why are we talking about earwigs? Oh, yeah, the bay. Bugs. bugs. They eat yeah, people. Yeah, I don't like bugs. Yeah, it's a really uncomfortable watch, but it's really well done. The effects what are good. What else is an uncomfortable watch? The Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it full circle back to that one. Yeah! I'm guessing that one will be at the top of your top five for the year. Oh, yeah. Which you definitely don't have put together. No. I mean, neither do I. The Hunt, Avengers... Uh, oh, fuck. No, uh, The Hunt, Dark Knight Rises, Avengers... Django Unchained, 
Chronicle. Okay. There's a five that <laughs> I remember. Five you can remember. Um, I think for me, in order to from five, what? 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 It's a clump of hair. Oh. Cool. I'm a thing with hair. You know this. I do. I do know this. I've <laughs> discovered. I have a thing with you know, um, like fuzzy textured car seats with that really fine fuzz. I get like corduroy nasty. Ch- mm. Oh, well, not Prius. exactly. I think Prius has it. Yeah. Like, really? I get like nasty chills down my spine even just thinking about it. God, I hate leather seats, so I'm going to be going for one of those whenever I get my own car. Mm-hmm. Or my own car. My, a new car. My car has them. Huh. Like, if I sit there and think about what I'm sitting on, I'm like, ah. Think about what you're sitting on. You're sitting on just animal okay. hair. Anyway. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway. anyway. Uh, let's see. Fifth place, let's say Dark Knight Rises. Uh, fourth place, Cloud Atlas. Third place... Uh oh crap! I wanted to get dread in there. Sixth place, dread. <laughs> um, third place, silver linings playbook. Uh, second place, the hunt, and first place, seven psychopaths. Cool. The hunt I really like, but it also hasn't stuck with me the way certain other movies in that general genre have. I guess. Yeah. Dark European movies. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. Right, shallst we? Mm, we should shallst. I'm going to plug my phone in. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to us talk about best movies of 2012. If you've got ones Sorry, that... Sorry, I've been so tired. It's been a hell of a week. Yep. If you've got ones that didn't make the list, uh, let us know on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Gmail. Those places are... Let's see. I don't remember what order I set them in. We're Just Us Losers Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Just Us Losers is the page name on Facebook. You know how to search on Facebook, presumably. Uh, Justice Losers Pod at gmail.com. You can find the show on SoundCloud and iTunes and Podbean. I almost said Spotify. That would have, nope, not that one. Uh, yeah, so at some point in the relatively near future, we're going to do Best Movies 2013. So if you've got some suggestions for that, you'd better hit us up at one of those places. I don't know what next week's episode is because I, I forgot started, to look it up and I meant to think about it, but. I just started panically trying to look for it. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to stall for time a little bit. Uh, I, th- I think we'll put out this episode a little early so that we can have time for people to percolate their Game of Thrones theories to us before the final episode comes out. So if you've got theories on Game of Thrones, hurry up and get them to us. You got like two days presumably because i'm probably going to do this tomorrow afternoon um man that's going to feel really weird listening back to that in a couple days what i'm going to do this tomorrow afternoon just i don't even know what is time <laughs> man <laughs> uh yeah if and then i suppose once the finale actually comes out hit us up with your reactions let us know what you think of the final season because we're gonna be talking about it on the next episode Oh, yeah, perfect. That's right. So we're going to be talking about what we're calling the end of pop culture, which is happening this year. Yeah. Intrigued? So are we. Man, I'm really interested to see what we have to say. <laughs> it's going to be such a surprise to me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, I think I've said all the things I'm supposed to say, so thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.